Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, after yesterday's impromptu podcast went down pretty damn well, I must say, actually, we're going to come back for a second day. And once again, we're going to be moaning a lot about the World Cup of Darts. Welcome along to day two of the World Cup Daily. Of course, tomorrow we have the quarterfinals, the semifinals and the final all in one day. It's just like the Euro Tour all over again. Uh, But uh, the key thing here is the fact that we only got one pairs match in the entire day. And we will come on to that a little bit later. Jonathan and Jack Obergar with Phil Bass alongside you as always to talk through. Um, Phil, a really uneventful day at the World Cup. Uh, yeah, look, there were some good darts, but it just didn't have that darting drama and didn't feel like a World Cup apart from one game for a various obvious reason, which Twitter and social media has been having say on over the last 12 hours or so. It certainly has. Uh, you know, Gob, we've seen the tweet that this evening from, I think it was Jetsy Jan who tweeted this back, uh, and the chief executive of the PDC, actually, Matt Porter, comes out with, uh, with a wonderful line saying, uh, "Glad." To, I think, what, what was the line, Phil? Was it basically saying, uh, glad that you can speak on the entire world from outside our office, wasn't it? So, uh, a bit chipper yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming back from, uh, from the PDC uh, on that one. But in a way, looking at Dart's Twitter at the moment, I think Jetsy Jan's got it spot on at the moment. Look, when you look at the whole Twitter world, everyone wants pairs, and even the players want pairs. They don't like playing pairs, but for the World Cup, they want it. That says a lot to me. Look, will it change? I'm not convinced. Because if you're the broadcaster, you want the best players to be late on in the tournament for obvious reasons. Hmm. But this is one where I think you've got to sacrifice it and go with what the darting public want. And like I said, even the players, if this was just pairs, it would be mint. 
because we'll come on to games of the day and whatever later on. But there was only one game that felt like a World Cup tie today. Lightest way possible. Couldn't care what the broadcaster wants. This <laughs> event needs to be pen pairs all the way through. But doesn't that? That's like, it just does. Every single fan knows yeah, it. But, Half the pundits are saying it on the coverage. They're there to represent not only the broadcaster, but the PDC. And half of them are saying exactly the same thing. There was absolutely no threat whatsoever to 87.5% of the seeds, because that's what seven out of eight is of today, <laughs> of the big guns today. <laughs> in, in a Love form. the fact that you've had your calculator out, Gob. Love it. I haven't. I did that off the top of my head, and I'm proper <laughs> proud of it as well, because I'm not going to lie. I've been elsewhere this evening. <laughs> but I'm right. And you know I'm right. Like, no, let's be fair. Disagree. Why have we sat all night waiting for a pairs match to get one? And let's be honest, in one of the most unexpected matches of the evening that we expected it to happen in. I, I mean, I, this is this is the bigger, wider thing. We were, and we'll come on to hearing from that pairs match, and we'll go through the whole day in a second. But God, do you think that if this was a pairs event, I, I I put a tweet out. I think I quoted Barzi when I said. You know, make it a 19 legs from round two in the quarterfinals. You know, best of 11 over. Do do a full ITV tournament in that sense. You know, 11 legs in round one, 19 in round two and three, 21 in the semi-final and final for the pairs format. And I think that if you had that pairs format, I think it would sort of bring life into an event that, for me, I've never really enjoyed. And I don't think a lot of the darts public have enjoyed, if you want me to be brutally honest. I'm a massive fan of this event anyway. Normally, the crowd, the difference in, in new players that you don't really get exposed to on a TV level, um, you just get the weird and wonderful at the PDC World Cup of Darts, and it's mint. But the overall standard of darts nowadays means that pairs now are good enough to have two players that are capable of causing an upset. That pairs does cause a little bit of disruption to the established top boys that are in the top 16, top 32 of the PDC order of merit in a pairs format. And I, I completely agree that a couple of years ago, this would have been completely the wrong move because from a commercial TV broadcasting point of view, and even from a tournament point of view, let's be fair, nine times out of 10, you want your best players making the back end of a tournament because that's what makes things interesting with the odd upset, right? These odd upsets aren't happening anymore, despite the fact the standard is growing and that singles is less of an opportunity for players to steal an upset. Pairs, right now, gives you the best of both worlds. It completely does. It means that you can have a steady pair take on, for example, Michael Smith and Rob Cross, two players that are fourth and fifth in the world, but you put them in a pair together and one of them has a bad leg or two, they're in trouble. We want to see that. It's entertainment. Sport is entertainment. and That's what fans and anybody watching wants to see. We want to be entertained. And let's be honest, single singles and the possibility of a pairs match that we've seen one in this round and might not see again till the final, isn't that entertaining? Let's go through the day first. And then we will come on to the game that obviously that went to pairs, which is Wales versus Scotland. Actually, do you know what? Let's start there, actually. And let's talk about that as a drama. And then we'll come on to the rest of the day, I think, is probably the easiest way to do that. So first of all, before we get on to the game, let's hear from the victorious Wales team. We were speaking to Phil after their 2-1 win 
against Scotland. Drama uh, up until the pairs match happened. But Gerwin Price and Johnny Clayton, some people's favourites this tournament, are through to the quarterfinals. Here they are talking with Phil. Gezi, Johnny, huge congratulations into the quarterfinals, not without a scare. Relief sat there in the end? Yeah, obviously, definitely. Um, I thought we were going to come through our game. I thought Johnny was going to obviously do a job on Rob as well. But, you know, that's what this game's about. It's about a team teamwork and someone slips up a little bit. Then we dig deep and, you know, got to the pace. I think we averaged, Dave said, 102. So, fair play. We both done well to dig ourselves out of a little bit of a hole. Johnny, what did Gazzy say to you when you had that quick couple of minutes before the pair started? Well, I can't swear on like <laughs> But no, to be fair, brilliant captain, you know, straight away, get your head back up. We've got another game to go, you know, and we came through it. If you're going to win titles, obviously, Gezi, you've been there and won them at the highest level. Do you need a little bit of luck and just that little moment just almost reset the mind in a tournament? Yeah, I don't think anyone have won a tournament without having that little bit of luck or someone missing one or two darts at a double against you. I think even to win my tour card, I can remember against Robbie John, he missed doubles you know, to beat me and, and then I went through and got my, my tour card and those little things, they stick in your mind and yeah, you definitely need a little bit of luck when you're picking up tournaments and trophies. Obviously heading into that pairs game, the fact that you boys played so well yesterday, was that a good memory and a thought to hang on to before the start of it? I think so. I mean, the singles were a little bit different. Obviously, we played pairs yesterday, but that's why I was so confident, even if one of us lost in, in the singles games, that, that we were going to come through and we were going to be strong together. And, you know, even though we started off, you know, flew out the blocks yesterday, we were more consistent today in the pairs and it worked. Sets up a blockbuster of a tie tomorrow against Australia, one of the other informed ones. Are you looking forward to that battle? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, hey, listen, I left Gezi down today with my with my game against Rob. I, I was confident going into it that Rob done the job. You know, I had to lift my head for the pairs. But hey, listen, tomorrow's a different game. So, you know, I'm feeling good. Gezi's obviously playing good. You know, awesome. Fair play, Jim. You know, it's it's a big game tomorrow. And I think if we both bring our, our A games out, uh, we're going to win that. Final one from me. Johnny, at the moment, have you got the best player in the world in your corner? Definitely. 100%. <laughs> Boys, pleasure as always. Uh, I go in and uh, Johnny, congratulations on a great result. In, a, in any tournament, is it important to have um, a real battle to, be, to get pushed to the limit? Do you think it sort of gets you ready and you feel like you can face anyone after that? Yeah, it, it, can, it can definitely help. I'd rather not have it. I'd rather just flow through the tournament and, and win it easy. But sometimes those big games and you know getting pushed in, in certain matches can, can help and get, get you fired up, ready for the for you know bigger and better better players as you get closer to, to the trophy. But yeah, I like to just breeze through tournaments, but it's not as easy as that. <laughs> um, Johnny, uh, just what obviously. What was we we spoke about what Gerwin was said to you when you back came up after the match with Robert? Equally, Gerwin, is it difficult to watch that as well? Is it how do you feel when you do you feel like right? I've got to say something here to Johnny to pick him up when he comes off stage. I've got to make sure I don't make him feel even worse. No, I mean we're all professionals. It's just one of those games, you know. I think Robert scored well at the right times. I think Johnny maybe missed one or two doubles where he probably could have been three one up, but you know. It, once that game's gone, it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. I just said, let's just move on. Just play as well as we did yesterday in the doubles. And there's a good memory from that. So 
obviously we took that into that game and yeah, four 0 we'll, we'll can argue. Uh, just finally for you, Johnny. Um, Australia tomorrow. Um, will there be any thought process tonight about how you handle that and who you play against and stuff like that? Will you actually talk some tactics and maybe? Well, I'm have to obviously think about my game because watching Gezi, Gezi's flying. Do you know He's he's dragging me along. I need to pick my A game out. You know to help Gezi out. So hey, listen, my game needs to be on top form tomorrow and. You know, hopefully we'll get through that. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks for your time and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. As in, Johnny, congratulations on the win. Uh, Johnny, how pleased are you with the, re the composure you showed to dust yourself down off that singles game and, and that quick turnaround? I've got to be honest, you know, I was obviously disappointed I'd lost to Rob because I was feeling good, you know. I missed a few doubles, but Rob done the job. Nothing against him, you know. He done what he had to do, you know. And to come back out in the pairs, you know, my head had to be high. And, you know, I, I, I think I've done all right. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, they've definitely best. done all right. I mean, I was scoring really well and Johnny was finishing off legs. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I slip up at doubles. I did at the double 12. I know, I think Endo missed a couple of doubles then after me, but Johnny was finishing off legs. So, you know, it's good teamwork. I'm scoring, he's finishing off legs. And which better way can, can we finish off? You know, it's 4-0. Happy days. We're going to give a good game tomorrow, I think, against Australia. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good uh, good year for us. Do you still feel like there's a lot more to come from you tomorrow? Um, do you feel like it's going to take a special performance to deny you this title? I don't think it's going to take a special performance. I just think we need to concentrate on our own games. You know, Johnny's been flying the last couple of weeks, got to the semi-final last week, messed up, messed up on counting, like a little bit tonight. But no, honestly, he's flying, I'm flying. It's just that confidence thing and, you know... Hopefully we can go tomorrow, bring our A game like we have the last couple of weeks and we'll be fine. Just don't worry about uh, Australia. Just concentrate on our own games. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers. Just one from me. Uh, we don't we don't often see Gerwin Price going for double 16. I know you mentioned it in your, in your Sky interview. Um, <laughs> I mean, have you, have you spoke to Johnny about that? Are you hoping maybe tops next time? Before, before the game about it. <laughs> I think he, I don't know. He went big nineteen to leave thirty three as well. I don't know what he's thinking there either, but you know it didn't bite us, and we come out of the other end, so we can laugh about it. You know, it was yeah, it was a good game, and you know, like I said, we can laugh about it. You know. uh, brilliant guys, cheers! Thank you very much. Cheers, Bob. This is an interesting one, PB, because they, I think that they weren't weren't as bothered about the fact that they went to pairs um, as I thought they might be, um, but they're obviously through. Winning 2-1, again, a tough tie against the defending champions, Scotland. I thought Hendo and Thorne played pretty damn well. And they play an Australia side that are looking very, very good in the last eight. That could be one hell of a quarterfinal tie. I'm hoping we get to a damn pairs match in that one. It deserves it, PB. Uh, yeah, no, look, I, th I think they weren't bothered about the pairs because the fact that they get on and they know each other's games and they played well in the pairs yesterday and then played really, really well in the pairs today so I think playing pairs doesn't phase either of them which is why they weren't like drastically worried um, about it so that I think moving on to the other thing that you said about the game against Australia this all depends on one player and it will be yes, game one because if he beats Simon Whitlock then it could be a struggle 
because I think the second game is an absolute coin toss. I think they're both playing really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, I thought Heads played really well today. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think Johnny, did, Johnny played well in spells today. Just, again, a kid missed a couple of darts and doubles in the singles. He scored really well against Robert, but just missed a crucial dart, a double here and there, which Robert punished him for. Johnny looked the same player that we saw at the European Championships. He looked calm, he looked composed until he got down to below 170, shall we say. And then he just had a little bit of a wobble at every opportunity he could have. He's an exceptional player, is Johnny Clayton. But he offered opportunities to his opponent. And if you're going to break into the top 16, you can't really be offering those opportunities to people. You need to be a little bit more clinical. And that means you need to be taking out a, a few more combination shots, I think. That's where Johnny's game's lacking at the minute because he's not hitting those at the minute. Yeah, no, okay. I, I agree. Um, but yeah. it's an interesting dynamic because going Price in the early part against Hendo was unplayable again. he was do- He's doing things that he's threatened to do all year. I think Hendo was averaging about 101 and was getting absolutely towed. Well, that game could be an absolute... Barnstormer. Really looking forward to Arthur Australia. That is third on tomorrow afternoon. Final game on in the afternoon. The quarterfinals will be Netherlands against Germany. Netherlands coming through 2-0 against Spain uh, and Germany coming through 2-0 against Greece. It's a shame we don't have John Michael in the quarterfinals. He is a hero. He's becoming my new favourite player. Uh, Netherlands, Germany, a couple of years ago, this would be a one-way street. Now, Will Max Hop go against Michael Van Gerwen? Or would it be all Hop try and say, do you know what? Because obviously Clemens is team captain now. Will he, I don't know, what, what will be the, 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 the MO there for Germany? Because they'll be obviously targeting Noppy and trying to get to the Pairs game, which I think they'll be more ha- than happy to try to get to tomorrow. I think that's a weird one because I genuinely think the Germans are the only side in the world where despite the world rankings, despite Clemens absolutely shot up, you can't really separate the two, right? Max is the more experienced player on TV. He's been there, he's done that. He's won a Euro Tour. Clemens has won a couple of um, Pro Tours. But in terms of flexibility with their lineup, it's just whatever those two feel comfortable with because I genuinely think they're as good as each other. So you can't really set one up for the other to go, I fancy a crack at them. It's whatever those two fancy on the day. And I think that's what makes them dangerous for this tournament. So do you think that they've got half a chance of beating the Netherlands tomorrow? I do. I genuinely do because they play quality in the pairs. They're the best average overall. All right. Michael has been very, very good so far. Van Gogh in that is. But he's shown in the past, he, he does have the odd weakness in this event. Danny Nopper, I think, is struggling with the pressure of playing with Michael. I think we saw that in the opening pairs match. He wasn't as good as we've seen over the last few months, especially on TV. And his single performance today was was less than convincing. Don't get me wrong, he got the result, but I don't think it was the free-flowing Clayton that we're used to see, uh, Nopper that we're used to seeing on TV. And I just think that no matter which one they send in to bat against Nopper, if they get out in front of him early, he will feel the pressure of representing the Netherlands with Michael van Gerwen. And when they get to a pair, as I just said, those Germans showed in the first round, they're a very, very good pair in the pairs match. 
should be very, very interesting to see. Let's move up to the top half of the draw then. Again, no danger here uh, for the two seeds in this part of the draw. We've had them on a collision course, uh, Phil. Uh, you have one of these making the final in one of the most to uh, open top half of the draws I've seen in the World Cup. England 2, Lithuania 0. Rob Cross just about getting through uh, that his game there, really. And Austria producing a clinical performance, really, to, dis to dispatch Portugal 2-0. The host nation through to a quarterfinal against England. Um, I, I, is there a danger? Of, I wouldn't call it an upset anymore. Is there a danger of Austria knocking out the number one seed tomorrow? Because I think there is. No, because I don't think Ralby's good enough. Rob Cross does not look like that. He still looks like a Rob Cross that hasn't played well all pretty much all year. He did, but mid-game, he still had that two-and-a-half-leg blitz, which, even if it goes to the pairs, that blitz with Michael Smith playing consistently, consistently will be good enough to beat Austria, in my opinion. It's going to be very interesting, I think, there. But it wasn't necessarily... Again, both those games not really providing any drama... Um, in that top part of the draw, do you? Do, I presume you think the finalist will obviously come from there, from what we said at the top of the uh, from, from the first uh, preview. Um, could this be a tight potential tie of the round for you tomorrow? Mm. No, I'm actually more looking forward to the other tie in the top half of the draw. Well, let's talk about that then now, shall we? Canada against Belgium, Gob. The Canadians once again coming through. Harpe Pua obviously uh, managing to get five legs uh, for New Zealand yesterday. Couldn't really buy a double uh, to start that matchup against Jeff Smith. And then Matt Campbell, who looked pretty decent again against Cody Harris at 2-0. Belgium's again struggling, although uh, Kim Hybrex finding ways to, be, uh, to, to come through his match. And Dimi struggling as well. Uh, to be fair, uh, the number five seed, who many people have tipped to win this tournament, have uh, got Canada in this uh, quarter-final stage. Gob again, an interesting day. Could this be one for an upset tomorrow? If you'd asked me this question yesterday, I told you absolutely not. Despite the pairs, I thought that that opening round victory in the pairs, the way the Belgians went about it. I, I told you to talk in nonsense because they both got fired up for it. But the way that the Canadians went about their business, Jeff Smith is a, is a quality, quality dart player. Mm. He's BDOR finalist. He's done bits on the Pro Tour this year. A couple of semi-finals, I think. Maybe even snuck a final. Can't did yeah, sneak, did sneak a final. He did, did sneak, sneak a final. There we go. He's a quality dart player. And he's a massive... If they stay with the same order tomorrow... Kim Hybrek's in trouble. Don't get me wrong. Kim looked very good today, but he wasn't under a lot of pressure. And the pace sort of made up for the fact that his opponent wasn't great. It made Kim look a lot better than he actually was today. Dimitri today, to start with, was very, very poor, as was Cody Harris. But Matt Campbell grew into that game a lot quicker than Dimitri did in his singles. If they play the same way they did today, tomorrow, the Belgians are in a lot of trouble. And let's be honest... They've played two games so far, just a straight-up pairs and two singles. And all right, they've won all three. But for two of those three matches, we've sat and gone, they've got away with one there. And but there's only that... so many times you can sit there and say a team's got away with one because yeah, eventually it, it will catch up with them. 
Yes, but doesn't that there say that they've been battle-hardened and potentially have that ability to go on? Because we know that if it is your day, it is your day. You have to play well for one day tomorrow to get through quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the final. Possibly. I do think there's a moment where you reach that, you've run out of lives as well. There's battle-hardened and then there's, there's cats having nine lives, right? And I think the Belgians are towing the nine lives rather than battle-hardened. Because no matter how good they look at any moment, you look at a completely different moment within both encounters so far and you go, are we sure they're making the final? Mm -hmm. Something missing from both performances so far. If they turn up tomorrow, both look very, very convinced and average 95 plus, I'll be sat here eating my words completely in the morning. But... I, I just don't see it happening at the minute. I, I'm not sure if it was the time of day that meant Dimitri didn't look quite right today. I think Kim was an average performance of what he's producing at the moment. Mm. He will definitely back up on the rise, but I still wouldn't put him as a, a 98 plus average player consistently. And we, we've talked them up a little bit. And I think, they do have a slight advantage of where they are in that, that part of the draw, right? The fact that it's Austria-England rather than Belgium versus one of those two yeah. gives them one more game to get it right and to get each other set where they want to be in the tournament. Well, let's go through then. Performance of the day, game of the day and shock of the day. And when we come to this, by the way, we could actually talk about the fact that game of the day and shock of the day, performance of the day can be the singles matches. It doesn't have to be the actual games themselves. It can be the singles matches because that's where I'm going with this. My performance of the day, for me, it has to be Gezi. 104.6 average against John Henderson. Unbelievable stuff. Has to be performance of the day for me. Uh, game of the day. Now, this one struggles me, but I think... I think I'm going to go with uh, Noppy against uh, Jesus Noguera. The reason why I'm going with that is because it wasn't necessarily the highest quality game, but it delivered drama, really good stuff. Fancied that game, really liked the look of it. Danny getting through on, on his debut as well as a singles player in the World Cup. And the shock of the day for me was how well Matt Campbell played against Cody Harris. I thought he played absolutely superb. Um, and that for me is the shock of the day. Uh, that is where I'm going with this one. Phil, you can go first on this one in terms of everything else. Right. So, performance of the day first. I am going to go Simon Whitlock. I thought he was absolutely outstanding against Christoph Ratajski. The resurgence that he's had recently, by the way, at the moment, unbelievable, isn't it? (laughs) Every, yeah, yeah. every every three to six months, we sit here and go, how is Simon Whitlock still a member of the top 16? And then he goes into stuff that they said, all right, the World Cup isn't ranked. But he goes out and pulls out performances like that and you go, is it still there? And he's it not is, member, it just is. He's not a member of the top 16 at the moment, but remember, of course, if he does qualify for the Grand Slams, you know, if, if Australia obviously get through, he'll obviously be there alongside Damon Hetton. If he's in the Grand Slam... Goodness me. Um, right, to, be, yes. to be fair, though, his, his form, you'd fancy him to get through the qualifier, if he, even if he's not yeah, yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Don't um, disagree with you. Look, look, like you. Like you say, we keep writing him off, and he keeps bouncing back. And that last leg, Ratajski banged in, was it one or two 180s in the final leg? At three all. And Whitlock held his nerve. 
un- unbelievable. So Whitlock is my performance of the day. My game of the day is Wales versus Scotland because it was the one. It was the only pairs match, which gave me the World Cup feeling, the drama, and everything that goes with it. So that is my game of the day, and shock of the day goes to the New Zealand pair because I was bitterly disappointed with them, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I thought Canada were great, but I expected more from New Zealand. And it was interesting listening to Jeff Smith that if you're Cody Harris, you're the captain, you're the senior man. And I think he bottled it. After Smith. That sends out the wrong message to your lead one that you've gone, I don't think I can beat their best player. So, I'm going, shocker of the day was Captain Cody for getting it wrong. Go. Performance of the day... Um, I think I want to say Matt Campbell, you know, because I'm going to be honest, after the first two legs, he was playing awful, right? And in this short format, to be able to turn it around the way he did, he was 2-0 down, I'm not sure what it was averaging, right? He finishes with a 96 average. The last four legs, he averaged 105.4. That's Optional. All right. Yes, again, like I just said, it is a short format. There was obviously nerves in those first couple of legs. But after Jeff Smith set him up, Matt Campbell was superb. What a performance that is against the New Zealand number one. Because let's be honest, that match as a whole was a coin toss, as Phil said. Yeah, right. We're a little bit disappointed with the way the Kiwis have both played between them. But Matt Campbell was superb. Fully agreed. Um. Shock of the day, I think Portugal got it wrong. Correct. So wrong. Yeah, I think, I think Portugal's right Portugal's chance of winning that match lied within the pairs. Okay, because no matter which way it fell, you just think that the Austrians are getting out of that one-one minimum. They are right because I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but as proven by Roby John, Mensor's a far more established and capable player right now than Roby John. Um, Marquez was in trouble against both of them. And don't get me wrong, I, I thought for a TV debut, Marquez has not performed badly. It was a very straight throw. He didn't he didn't sway left to right a lot. He didn't go chasing a lot. He was he was just a very steady, very straight player. But I think that the fact that Portugal managed to match up Jose with Mentor cost them the tie. Because Portugal's chance of getting through lied within the pairs, which meant they had to be 1-1, which means the best chance that they've got is Jose playing Roby and not Mentor. It's an absolute waste to play Jose against Mentor and open for the best, only knowing that 95% of the time, Roby then goes on to beat Marquez anyway. Jose should have played Roby, should have guaranteed a point, 
and should have took them to repairs where they were excellent the day before. Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. To be fair, I fully agree with you on that. That team team tactics has been talked about quite a lot recently, and I agree. Portugal got it wrong. That Jose de Souza had to play Roby John Rodriguez for them to win that match. And performance of the day, Gob? Performance of the day. Um, what a good question that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like asking you. Um, I mean, I don't think they were pushed a, a great deal, but the Germans looked very comfortable in, in coming through their work. Um, overall, I, uh, I'm struggling to not give it to Canada again. Um, I did just say Matt Campbell was superb, but as a team, the Canadians look the most assured I've seen. Don't get me wrong. Team England were very, very good. Danny Knockbook was struggle. Was... They bloody were not. I'm not having that. Michael Smith was comfortable. Rob Cross was edgy at two each, put a lot of pressure on himself. A Shanghai <laughs> and a 10 dart leg. Okay, yeah, sure. okay. I'm I'm not disp- I'm not debating that. When, when I'm not, pushed, I'm not really funny, but you when should... pushed, Rob Cross was very good. Yes, but that's that's the point. When he when he when he was pushed, no disrespect to uh, Barunskas, but a, a player of Rob Cross's ability, a world cup, a world champion, a match player champion, and a European champion should be coming through that with as less um, with less problems than he did. I'll give you Canada. I'm not having England as team. As, uh, I'll take the last two legs, but I'm, I'm still going Canada overall as a performance. I thought they were exceptional. That that fine. New Zealand game, as I said before, was a complete coin toss. I think they're four quite evenly matched players. And actually, I've been quite excited about Jeff Smith for a number of years since he made that BDO final out of pretty much nowhere. There was a, there was a few people tipping Smith to do bits after his runs and... To, to qualify and thought, actually, this guy's pretty good. I don't think we quite expect him to make a BDO final. And Matt Campbell has been, since last year's World Cup, has been exceptional. He's at the World Cup, he's at the World Championship this year. I wouldn't want to be playing him, you know. Any player that can time. average 100, of, anyone that can play average 105 over four legs means that they can take a set off you before you even know it. Long time till December, though, pal. Long time until the Ali Pali. I agree. Actually, we were it's playing not this tournament in June. Is it? Yeah, we're in the middle of November, mate. We're, we're four weeks away, weeks, aren't we? We're only six weeks away at the most from Matt Campbell being on that stage at the World Championships. Mm, that's a good point, actually. I'll, 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 I'll retract that statement. I'll retract that. Um, but like, if we this have... tournament was in June, completely agree. But actually, if he if he plays consistently. Like he did. And don't get me wrong, the fact that it's, it's set play at the World Championship gives him an advantage because he can switch off for a little bit, depending on where he falls in the draw, right? Because you don't want to switch off too early and, and, and lose the first couple of sets. But he looks like an absolute threat. And he's, he's another one that we've seen really have a crack at it in this World Cup. As we have done a number of players in the past that you're looking at going, please go to Q school. Right. 
that's a very good point to be fair and it's a nice point at which we can end our thoughts on day two of, of the World Cup uh, England, Austria Canada, Belgium Wales, Australia Netherlands versus Germany is the quarterfinal lineup tomorrow that game uh, those games start from 12 o'clock uh, in the UK 1 o'clock over in Austria obviously the full winners of that will then make the semi-finals and the final which will be played from 6 o'clock on Sunday evening make sure of course that you join us for the live blog tomorrow we'll be back as always from 12 o'clock uh with all the action and then from six o'clock obviously as well we'll be there for the semi-finals and the final we'll have interviews with the winner for you on our youtube channel online darts tv which is where of course you can find all the rest of our interviews with phil bars right now and make sure of course that you check out online darts.com for a full roundup of day two of the Bet Victor World Cup of Darts. Phil Bars, Jack Gobby Garwood, thank you as always for uh, for joining us here on these uh, little podcasts that we do. Uh, I shall speak to you uh, on Monday where we review everything again from the World Cup of Darts uh, in the live lounge on Monday. Make sure, of course, you join us from that eight o'clock on Monday night uh, on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, as we head, of course, into the Grand Slam qualifier and the Winter Series off the back of this. But before we get to any of that, day three of the World Cup of Darts, uh, it starts tomorrow from 12 o'clock. Speak to you then. We'll speak to you at the live lounge. Join us tomorrow. We'll find out who will win the World Cup of Darts 2020. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.